Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tindall, and I am your host as always. And this week I sat down with New York City comedian Elizabeth Pilar to talk about her side side hobby, which is doing burlesque shows. Um, she has been doing burlesque for five to six years, and she's been into it for over a decade. And so we talk about all things burlesque from the history of burlesque to how she got into it and the different styles of burlesque that you can have in different locations so quite frankly i had no idea about any of this stuff before we started recording the podcast um and it's incredibly interesting i absolutely loved recording it with her and i think you guys will really like this episode as well you can follow her on Instagram at Pilar Har Har, which I will put down in the show notes. And she runs a show every single week, Thursday and Friday at 6 p.m. at the Grizzly Pear in Greenwich Village, New York City, with former podcast guest Graham Cooper. With that, let's get into the episode. podcast in a while for me too i'm a little bit rusty you were saying this is your first one ever which congratulations thank you happy to be your first excited (laughs) um but yeah it's been i don't think i've done one in like two months which is weird to me because it's like it's not that long but also i was doing one like one or two every week so okay hopefully this doesn't drone on too long but um yeah we were talking about uh when he came over, the shows are finally picking up. Like, because yeah. you do a lot of shows in the village and at the Grizzly Pair, which I've done before. I do a lot of shows in Midtown. Is it so? Like Midtown, it's starting. the The tourists are starting to come back. And they're like going into the hotels and they are just kind of wandering around the streets looking for stuff to do. Now that it's warmed up, is it pretty much the same in the village? Same thing that's happening because I haven't done a show there since like before Omicron, like what's been going on down there? What has it been like? Yeah, I mean, I was out of town for like the worst of Omicron, which was nice because I didn't I didn't have to like experience like Ghost Town Part 2. Yeah. Which was... That was I weird. I didn't need to <laughs> go through that again, so I was happy to miss that. So, but even, yeah, just like coming back, starting our show in January was just, we were canceling most weeks. Uh, if we got an audience, it was like four people. Oh, man. Uh, so it's starting to pick up a little bit. We're getting yeah more tourists. But it's definitely, you can still feel that it's everyone shaking the cobwebs off. And the weather's big affecting it. You know, we're still in March in New York where it's either snowing or it's 70 degrees yeah. out. So. That was, <laughs> this last Saturday was was brutal. I guess, like, it's, it's funny. Um, I don't think people realize how often comedy shows in the city have almost nobody at them. Like everybody that would come, because when I used to run shows at Greenwich, people would be there'd be like six people in the audience. And they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know what happened. This is, must have been a bad night." And you're like, "Yeah, it was a bad. I don't know. We always have people, but it's like spoiler: most shows don't have anyone at them. And it's, private shows sometimes you do They're get fun. private shows, and sometimes people love it. Like one of the best shows I ever did I had five people because they were just like they were into it. They were having fun. Like it was more of a conversation." But, um, 
Yeah, those ones in January are tough where it's like, well, you had three people and you got to cancel. You got to give them their money back. And then they just sat in the bar for 40 minutes and doing nothing. I always feel bad. So bad for them. That's rough. But it's coming back. It's coming back. It's yes. Up. It's coming back. It is. Thank God. I think this summer is going to be a lot of fun. I think a lot of yeah. people are going to come visit the city and it's going to be a lot of like sold out shows, which, oh my God, I need after the last... <laughs> two years that'd be so nice to get just a run of good shows like every night you can record but um so you also do burlesque how have those shows been comparatively and then we could get into like how you got into that stuff but like is it kind of the same situation for the most part oh i honestly have no idea i really (laughs) (laughs) when i came here definitely switched my focus a lot harder on comedy over burlesque did an amount of burlesque shows like my first year here um, and have just been pretty sheepish about trying to like break into the New York scene. Sure. Can definitely speak a lot more to like my experience back home where I was doing it a lot more consistently. But here I've definitely there's just so many different venues and outlets for it. And it's been definitely interesting, like trying to learn like how you actually like get into that. So the last sure. show that I did was around like Christmas time in December and I only did that one because I was part of a festival in Savannah where I met a couple other New York performers and just like really last minute backstage at that show someone was like hey who's got shows in New York I'm gonna be in New York next week I'm from Boston (laughs) and this Irish chick was like oh I need someone next week and they're like hell yeah and then they figured out the time wasn't gonna work and she was like well damn she's like well you're from New York you want to do it I was like okay sure I'm trying to like still get ready for this show that we're about to do but that's amazing yeah um, that so sounds very comedy esque. That is yeah, that is some different. shit that would definitely happen to us, and it did. Like we talked about it with Gabe on that pod. Sometimes it's just like pop your head into the club from the other club and be like, "Hey, uh, you, come on, eight minutes right now, come on, dude, follow me, follow me." And it's just and like, "Okay, yeah," that's and that's the thing. it. I, just, I had no <laughs> idea that it was in my head like. It's oh, like burlesque in New York or like L.A. or like New Orleans or somewhere. I'm like, oh, there's got to be such like a feeding frenzy for people mm. trying to get spots. And that was how I thought comedy worked, too, where I was like, there's no way. Like, how do you even get on stage without really knowing someone and didn't understand? Like, oh, people are like desperate to book people sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're you're doing them a favor. Like they have a show that they need to fill a lineup and like they just need a body at some point. That like, is really Interesting. I never would have. I never would have guessed. And I, because I guess in my mind, like burlesque shows are like big. They happen in like, you know, uh, you, you're watching like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or whatever. And there's like a burlesque show. Like the bar's packed out. Like it's like an event sort of thing. I never really thought of burlesque as like something that would have a pseudo like open mic, where, <laughs> where it's just like, no, we really need people. Like. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is definitely, yeah, I'm like just learning this, like very much like had no idea until that moment of someone just like raising their hand and be like, who's got shows? And was just immediately answered with like a booking. And I was like, oh, I never, I really thought that this was like, you got to submit a tape. You need like <laughs> yeah. references. Who needs an agent? This is like college applications or something. Oh, and man. like, no, it's very similar to comedy where they're like, no, we just like, there's. It's just a college people. application that just has a picture of your boobs and that's it. It's like, that's it. Oh man. So you started in Georgia. Let's actually like, so how did you get into it in the first place? Yeah, it's definitely been 
lifelong interest for sure. Okay. Like, it's definitely something I've always been very like, even as to. like a kid, you were like, wow, Honestly, that looks cool. I want to do that. Before I even like had the language for what it was, have definitely always been aware of like as a little kid, always wanted like heels and like shiny stuff. Okay. It was like, whatever Jessica Rabbit is, I want to be that. I don't know if she's a person or a bunny, but like, she's I a like model it. Either way, she's fine. So. She's there. And like, went through a phase where I was like drawing Betty Boop all the time. My parents okay. were like, all right, we don't really know what to do with that. <laughs> no. Glad you have a hobby, but it's yeah, really right. specifically this one like 1920s hot cartoon. Yeah. And was yeah, just what, how old were you when you were? I was probably like tw- like eleven or twelve, and oh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, puberty's hard on all of us. It was so just like it's... I don't know what to do with all this energy. <laughs> I just really like like boobs. Like just yeah. really liked just yeah like anything like sparkly and shaking around. Like okay, cool. Like I'm into this. <laughs> So just, yeah, like always knew like there's something in there's some world that I like don't have access to. And that's all like Moulin Rouge and was like that. But that's mm. like from a long time ago. So I still yeah. don't really know how I find this in like modern day. Sure. And in high school kind of came across. I don't even know how I came across it, but like just YouTube videos of like burlesque performances. Mm. And there's a lot. There's a fuck ton of them online. YouTube's I'm full sure. of like festival videos, which those are incredible because those are like the top of the top. Like the, you know, people who are competing and doing like really old school professional classic burlesque with mm. like the big fans and like they're really yeah. like bending over backwards and it's really impressive stuff that i'll never have the like high capacity. level dance very high okay. level yeah very yeah especially like new orleans is full of like the best oh, festivals yeah. I, where I it's I just bet. like you know that's just the whole culture there is just like extravagant oh yeah it's wonderful not to mention that there's a strip club every other building every, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah it's huge somewhere place like that and like saw like you know the height of it but then also saw a lot of like amateur videos and people doing mm. them again similar to comedy of kind of like underground shows of like oh we're doing this in like a library after hours or we're doing this in like an after hours oh, coffee weird. shop situation and okay. it'd be like you know like women in like their 40s you could tell like oh this is just like a mom like this is just like a teacher this is just like yeah. a regular lady who just at 9 p.m on thursday sometimes does this thing she <laughs> took one class and you can like feel this like very fun energy off of them where you can see like this is yeah. the only thing like this that you do you don't do anything even close to this in your normal life and then here you are just like like dancing to, like a motley crew song or something sure, yeah whatever like got them going as a teenager and they're like they're just doing it and their husband's like yelling in the corner <laughs> so like see how many do of any those, of them do you think have husbands that don't know they do this on the side i don't think this so is, it's okay. a very it's a very spousal supportive <laughs> okay. situation it's that's really good fun. that's good it's very cute yeah so just seeing both of those, like the juxtaposition and the similarities between them, was like, this is a fucking interesting world and just was hooked mm. from then. Was like obsessed with videos of that. Went to college and was like, I want to do this so badly. And I was in Chicago at the time and finally found like some classes on like a class pass situation. I was like, all right, this is it. I'm doing it. I'm taking a class. And I was foolish enough to tell my mom, <laughs> not a good idea. You're <laughs> she from was, the South. I'm from the South. So, uh, they're not yeah. originally. They're from Connecticut, but they're okay. still like Irish and Italian and Catholic. And gotcha. Not like super practicing Catholic. Like when you're raised that way right, in right, like, right, the right. 60s. So it's burlesque just, is what... Um, the the lower class does it's, or, yeah it was know, definitely not predators not <laughs> a great not something you want to hear your teenage daughter doing yeah uh, wait how so how old were you when you were in chicago i 18? was 19 when 19? i took that class okay. i got gotcha. you um it was definitely aware of like oh this is young and like strange but like 
I just really wanted to do it. I didn't want to keep it from her. So I was like, it's just a class. It's just like for, you know, kind of self-esteem and just exercise. And like, it's just like silly. And yeah. like, there's a little recital at the end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't love that, but. It's funny. One of the, one of my friends from high school, like when she was, 18 or 19 like got into like pole dancing and she wasn't like she wasn't stripping she's just like nah I like pole dancing and all of us like but you it's that same like reaction in your gut where you're, the initial thing is like uh, wh okay that's weird that's weird but then as you think about it you're like ah, they're really just she's just moving around on a pole like it's not that crazy like she's not doing do all the time. yeah exactly no yeah, yeah. Them a hard she's time. a regular old firefighter regular that's, old firefighter. that's how we think about her it is i mean it is just you know it's just dance and i grew up dancing i started dancing when i was like two and a half or something they hmm. put me in a ballet class and i was like waddling around and stuff like always loved so this is stage. your parents fault this is my parents fault like that they Love were surprised that. by this like guys <laughs> Look at my closet. Like, That's what we do on this podcast. People come and I tell them how it's their parents' fault, that whatever is. they do, it's always their parents' fault. Everything is. But I didn't. I definitely didn't tell my dad at that time. It was just like, all right, but like, just wanted to be able to share with my mom what was going on. She's like, fine. And truly, I went to that first class, and it is like a like one of the strongest memories in my head of like, I hadn't been in a dance class in like five or six years at that point, but like grew up doing it like all the time. And then by high school, which just like didn't have money for it and started doing like okay. high school theater and like really missed it. And like that first day of like stepping into a studio and seeing like the mirrors and like the bar and like just that energy fully like missed my bus getting back and was like, I'll just walk. <laughs> and it was an hour and a half walk in pouring rain. And in I was Chicago. like fucking dancing. I was like, I'm on like cloud nine. People were like, what is wrong with her? I was like, I just came from a dance class. And, like, so from then I was like, this is it. Like I'm obsessed with this. I love this so much. Was easily the youngest person in the class, which floored sure. me. Everyone else was like, 40 and above yeah like moms grandmothers like getting it back for wow. themselves and was like really so again was just like so hooked on this world of like who are you women like what is going on with you that you signed up for this class that's so cool that you're here doing this class right now yeah was, they were probably thinking the same thing with you yeah, they, they were like, like oh look at this young young <laughs> person trying to figure themselves yeah. out and like do something they love doing that's awesome that's a good so i guess like going back to what you were saying earlier about just like the the like quote unquote like open mic burlesque i never like i never quite understood with comedy like because these people would just be like walking around and be like hey you guys want to see a comedy show and they'd be like yeah sure fuck it whatever but like you saying that i was like oh that's the same thing because if somebody popped out of a coffee shop but was like Hey, we got a burlesque show back here. It's like five bucks. You want to see it? I'd be like, yeah, I'll poke my head in. Sure. Why not? Like, it seems like the exact same sort of feeling. Um, and it's just like, you know, expectations are like, I don't know. I'm just here to see what happens. And, but um, I guess, yeah, the whole, the whole thing is wild. So you were in Chicago you went to school there, right? I went to school there for two years and I did that that okay. fall and was like obsessed with it. Did our little recital and was like, yep, I'm doing this forever. That was at Vaudzilla in Chicago, which is still there. It's a really great group of people. I think they changed theaters, but Vaudzilla as a group is hmm. fantastic. Check them out if you're in Chicago. Love that. And then really didn't have like the money to get back into it for the rest of that time. <laughs> okay. And then ran out of even more money. My family was like, you have to come back to Georgia. <laughs> I don't know why we sent you to a liberal arts school in Chicago. Oh, uh, which one? Yeah. Uh, it was DePaul University in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. 
I I applied there. I thought about going, and then I was it's too expensive. It's yeah, it's very expensive. It's expensive. I Catholic got that scholarship, but still, it was, Ooh, yeah, it was not enough scholarship. Um, <laughs> so came back to yeah. Georgia, and then yeah, like we just didn't have money for school. And it was just like my grandfather was going through some stuff where like they really need some like caretaker at home to like kind of help out and was like, okay, I don't know what to do with it. So I like, had to take a year off of school. It was just sure. like, you just, we can't do school right now. And like missed the application date to like go to UGA anyway. It was like, okay, well too bad. Like you're just, right. you're just going to work at the Olive Garden for a year. <laughs> so I was doing that. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill myself if I oh, don't no. find something to do. Cause like yeah. I would spend all day working at Olive Garden and then come home and like, just be with my family. Yeah. After like two years of being alone That's in the city, which is like, Oh God. Especially in your early twenties. Yeah. Like, it was, yikes. I was, felt very trapped. It was just like, I need yeah. some kind of creative outlet. And just went to just like Googled like burlesque in Athens. And there were like three troops in our tiny mm. little town was like blown away by that. So I had like options and then just went to the first group that was having a show and was like fell in love with it. It was really just like wacky and weird and like ragtag, but like glamorous okay. still. And yeah. it's just like, I want whatever that shit is. They're just having fun. They're having so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. And just emailed the troop and was like, hi, I'm dumb and 19. Can I be in your thing? And they're like, sure. Come to a meeting. We got one on Sunday. Showed up late because I'm late for everything. They're like, whatever. Sit down. Just don't sit. You know, just, just sit. And I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. And it was truly, it felt like, like joining like a carnival group. Okay. <laughs> they were so just weird and fun and like immediately just took me in and like I don't think I spoke for like a year was just always observing wow okay (laughs) are you people uh they were called the Effie's Club Follies I think they still do stuff in Athens at that point they were like going on like 10 years of being a troop together oh wow so they'd been you know kind of long-standing uh they were named after like a like an old whorehouse in Athens or something excellent like let's we're taking that (laughs) that's funny that's a fun time and just yeah just again an incredible group of women who it was just like a you know a fun hobby for them they were like professors at the university they were like graphic designers moms Mm. and like teachers and stuff and that was just always just one of my favorite things about it is that this is such like a superhero double life for so many people and it's just so fun seeing that magic of you know someone who is like this is not what I normally do but come to life on stage be like that's a different person that's happening up there because I'm yeah. in the meetings with you every week and you're so quiet and like shy and like in your little shell and then even when we're, we're rehearsing I'll get so I would get so nervous and be like I don't know about this <laughs> I don't know you look pretty sh- <laughs> I don't think this is gonna like there's one woman every single time she rehearsed would have her eyes fully closed Wow. We would just do it in this like little studio that we rented on Sundays and we would like perform in front of each other, like leading up to the shows. And she would do the whole thing, like eyes, not even just to the ground, like closed and would like mark through her thing. We'd be like, yeah, you know, it looks great. Probably open your eyes yeah. though. Like we're really, <laughs> yeah. and then like, but stage, like once it came to the show, she was there and she like okay. lit up, but like just for those two minutes. And as soon as she came down, she's like, oh, and we were like, what is that? That's crazy that you can do this. Like that's this is easily one of the scariest things a person can do and you get up and do it despite being 
such a snail beyond that. Yeah. Like, I mean, we both know a bunch of people like that in comedy where it's just like, it's sitting around the table. They are not charismatic. They like cannot hold a conversation. They get on stage. You're like, God damn it. You're really funny. Like, and you're, oh, okay. This is like, this is the one thing that they're like expressing themselves doing. So, yeah. Um, that's really interesting that it happens in both. Was there like a noticeable difference between the burlesque that you did in Chicago versus um in in georgia in the south is there like i don't know if this is the right word but like dialects of it like different styles for sure okay time definitely um outside of even like just burlesque has so many different like categories like that athens itself is like a weird kooky town okay in georgia it's like 40 minutes that's where the university is where the university is so you got a lot of students and it's like a weird like conglomeration of like old money southerners and then like weird music <laughs> students okay that are always just like kind of like trying to cohabitate yeah, in this little it's town like a tension and so it cre- i think it really kind of pushes the creatives to be even like weirder than they maybe would other places mm. and it's so that's where you get like an rem or like a neutrable hotel like that's where those guys came up from where it's just okay. like so it's a big music town and it like really i think pushes like the quirky weirdness because i think there's like such a maybe subconscious like rebellion against like the other kind of traditional southern culture surrounding that so it's athens has just a very weird unique strangeness to it on its own that definitely helps color our troupe beyond that burlesque is just like comedy where it has very different niches and scenes and so you can have like classic burlesque which is pro- what most people i think think of when they think of burlesque where it's very like tassels and fans and it's very okay. like big budget and like very like vegas and sure very, yeah like, old hollywood and it's a lot of and like that's exactly mm-hmm. what pops into my head yeah yeah most places don't have the money for that okay. like, that's just not <laughs> happening like maybe like a couple like vegas you're gonna find that like la new orleans I mean, honestly, even here, we've got, like, some beautiful showrooms, like, the slipper room and, like, the box and stuff are, like, beautiful, Mm. and there's definitely, like, money put into them, and, like, their acts are, like, gorgeous and everything, but still, you can definitely still feel, like, that New York grittiness to a lot of the acts you're like oh but like she'd fucking cut me like like she's dancing and stuff like she could step on my face we do not fuck with her this is okay so definitely every town has its own this is our town's version of this and beyond that yeah there's like there's classical there's neoclassical which kind of like strays from like those norms a little bit um dirty martini here in new york definitely helped in the 90s early 2000s build up like a very like neo burlesque like again just getting like weird and kind of like trying to break from those norms she definitely has a you know a plus size body that was not welcome in the scene before Mm. she just was like well i'll just make my own scene like fuck that so definitely like newer burlesque is a lot of like trying to break those boundaries with like body size and like racial discrimination okay. stuff where it's like sure. a lot of different you know people who look different weren't very welcome in this scene for like a long time yeah. so and beyond that there's just like there's like you know weird like i really like to do like comedy kind of style and just be like mm. just silly with it and just be like anti-sexy and be like okay i just want to like ruin people's nights now <laughs> like, it's just really fun just like yeah just being like going the other way that people don't expect you to go with it okay so is that like so New York, LA, Vegas. Is there like differences between Chicago and Athens specifically? Like, I mean, you, 
you pointed out how it's weird. It's I guess I'm thinking about Chicago having spent a lot of time there. Is like you've kind of got like the reservedness of the Midwest. Like any anything that has to do with sex in the Midwest is not talked about. Like if you were if you were to ask me, like for for instance, my hometown's like three hundred thousand people. I could not tell you if there's a burlesque show there or not. <laughs> yeah. Like I couldn't tell you where anything sexual is in that town because it was like we do not talk about those things. Um, I'm assuming the South is a little bit like that, but in a different way, right? Like, I don't know. Is am I like am I reaching too much on this or? No, I think that that's definitely why it is such a fun, liberating thing for a lot of people in the South, where it is like, oh, I wasn't allowed to do this other places growing up, and like, mm. there's not other outlets for this necessarily. Um, to where it is like you can definitely feel, yeah, like how it is just such a release and such a thing of like taking agency for yourself there that that was definitely a big part of it for me and when I did tell my parents that it was something I was doing that they were just like oh we hate this like they really <laughs> really were not and still are not on board like we just still not on board I was still not no do they I, like comedy more they like comedy more just because okay. yeah we can talk about that at least <laughs> just like all right we can like tell people you're doing this but gotcha it is very much like the family secret Mm. We haven't spoken about, I haven't directly spoken to my dad about it since I told him when I was 21. So that was like wow. six years ago or so. And he was like, just never, you never bring this up with All me right. again. Like, so I will just, do some targeted advertising yeah, for sure. your uh, hometown <laughs> in, not, <laughs> in uh, Georgia. Which um, I get, I mean, I think, again, I was 21, which in my head I was like, I'm going to wait until I'm 21 yeah. to tell them that I'm doing this, but then I'm like a full grown-up, and they can't tell me no. Yeah, right. And now I like look at like 21-year-olds, I'm like, oh, I get why they were very horrified by this. <laughs> like, you still look 12, and like... Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a... Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Obviously, I don't have any kids, but I could definitely see how it's just like wait you're doing what with who like what's going on here and i think that's you know i could see where parents would especially parents in uh non-liberal areas like the east east coast parents that i've met do not give a single shit about <laughs> any of this stuff but it's uh it's a little touchier um uh, yeah. i think where where both of us are from and again i mean i think just burlesque is such like a kind of loose concept and like mm -hmm. something that most people aren't really considering like what is that that when they hear it they're just like we just know it's like fancy stripping more or less so yeah. they just assume okay. it's stripping for the most part yeah and there is that element to it but it was just you know i did my best to try to explain like no it's like about like the artistry and like the like the agency that you have over your body and like it's not mm. sexy like come do a show like i told them to come i was like <laughs> i'm not embarrassed by what i'm doing like yeah. i you've seen this body probably not recently but like you guys have known me since i was a baby like i have no shame about like what's going on here and like what i'm doing like i wouldn't tell you to come see something that i was like this is shameful this is bad like that's like the whole right. point of it is like oh this is like there's nothing to be, like be embarrassed about with our bodies and like the thing is when you go to a show it's act after act after act of end goal is they're naked more or less right and, like you see 15 bodies in a row it stops being like special it stops being like, right oh there's more boobs yes. it's like yeah there's <laughs> it's gonna be boobs yeah almost every a lot time of boobs. it's not it's like coming to a comedy show and be like they did a punchline <laughs> like yeah because the whole the whole point was yeah we knew we were getting there it was like what if we listened to like you know no one's getting so distracted by the punchline that they're not listening to the content itself. 
where it's the same at a burlesque show where it's like no one who's there to be there is like so gobsmacked by bodies that like they're <laughs> yeah. missing the performance where like it really does just become about like oh now i can like focus on like your act and like what the concept was here and like yes. the design of like your it would be it'd be like going to a football game and being surprised every time they hit each other. Much, you're yeah. like, this, he just hit that guy, and you're like, yeah, man, that's what they do. That's like, not what we're looking <laughs> that's, for. That's no, no, no. <laughs> we're we're looking at the play structure. Yeah. I want to know the the read that the quarterback made. Yeah, no, it's uh, that is that is an interesting way to look at. Um, what are the audiences like? And if you can break it down to like regionally, like who's going to see these shows in the places that you've done done these shows yeah again i really only did that one class in chicago so i can't okay. i don't have like a lot to speak on with their scene necessarily in athens it was very much this is like friends and family like it was okay. like husbands and like whoever from like your book club you could get to go sure and we would go out like flyering like the day like a couple days before we'd like put on our wigs and stuff and like run around to bars and stuff so we'd get people that way and yeah it was just like a lot of people who were just like we filled it with a lot of our friends and a lot of like the community like surrounding like so like we would go to like other people's brush shows like the other troops and like we were very close with like the drag community there so we would go to their shows they would mm. go to our shows definitely a lot of just like mutual support within that kind of like quirky weird performance yeah group um and then just a lot of people were just kind of like curious and just wanted like a fun like girls night or like a fun safe way to celebrate your birthday sure. without going to like a real strip club. bachelorette parties a lot of I bachelorette bet. stuff like yep. that especially yeah in new york you get yeah like a lot of birthdays a lot of bachelorettes it's both places in my experience it's a lot of women it's a lot yeah. of just women who are like i want to have like the fun of like a sexy night without being like objectified all night sure and this is like a fun venue where you can go and be like dressed up and stuff and be like you know woohooing with your girlfriends without yeah. people being like yeah I'm yeah. Like, oh, well <laughs> yeah. now it's not fun because like you're gross right. so it's a lot of that where that's the thing where like I just really wish my folks could have come to see what the room was like because they were picturing like skeevy guys just like getting yeah. off to it. I'm like, they can go to a normal strip That's club. what happens at comedy clubs. <laughs> they're backwards. <laughs> yeah, there it's kind of creepy. Yeah, there Comedy are. clubs is where you get the skeevy guys that are Hands objectifying down, the women. I've never had weird issues after Blush show. No one's been creepy, but yeah, comedy rooms. Like, how comedy rooms. That like, joke. Like, how do I? I'm like, nah, I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm not here to talk to you. Oh no, big man, time. big time! It's definitely yeah. Where no, it's a very respectful community. It's very supportive, and it's just yeah. I just love the community that it brings. It's a lot of just really cool, just feminist people who are like, yeah, we're not. We're just gonna like handle ourselves that there's boobies. We're not gonna like fucking right. freak out. We're gonna freak out in like a fun way that's supportive. It's like oh, but this is fun. That's great. Love. We can all just be excited about boobies. Leave it. Leave it to the ladies way. to figure out how to be supportive. <laughs> we're not very good at that on this. Uh. <laughs> on the side of the gender spectrum. The, uh... <laughs> no, but it's, no, they're a blast. It's so, I mean, that's definitely a big part of why I do it. Is I just love talking to people afterwards and just how hyped they get about it. Of just like, especially people who've never seen one. I yeah. love seeing people who've like, that's their first time and they're like just mind blown. They're like, I've never, I didn't even know this existed. Like, I didn't know that like you could have sexuality like this in this like fun way and in this, you know, safe consensual like everyone's here with like a common goal of like fun and not like yeah of just it's just so much fun to bring people to their first show and be like 
I had no idea that this is like what this was, where people have really preconceived notions about it, and then they see a show and they're like, oh, this is just wacky. Like this isn't <laughs> yeah, right. a sexy, sexy. It can be, but like it's sure. definitely, especially a lot of like the newer stuff is just like, oh, it's silly. Like there's pies going around. People are just, <laughs> it's very slapstick. It's very like akin to like clowning, honestly. Okay. Especially like the kind that I do. Like I would often... You know, I was like a student at the time in Athens when I was part of that troupe. So I was always like really kind of like just getting through stuff. And was just like, oh, sure. fuck, I have a number to do. And like wouldn't be like super prepared on like the dance side of it. So I'd be like, I'm going to compensate with a lot of just like big expressions. Yeah. And just like making like wacky faces. There you go. And that just kind of became my thing of like, oh, OK, that's like people react, like respond to that. And like it's very it's just very physical comedy. It's very hmm. Okay. So let's, let's get into that. I mean, like, how do you decide what you're, and you know, if this isn't the right like phrase, but your quote unquote, like set is like, how do you, how do you decide what song to pick? Like, how do you decide what moves to do with each song? Like, are you planning this out? Are you working on like one song for like months at a time? Do you like get into like, how do you actually build this thing? Yeah. So I was really lucky with my troupe in Athens. We always had a theme for the show. Mm. We would do like two or three shows a year and we would pick like a pretty like overarching like broad theme of like TV or like movies. Like my first one that I hopped on in was like a history. Like th- and then people started doing like future stuff. So they're like, we'll so you're in like a powdered wig while you're time and space. I did. Yeah, I, wore, with your shirt off. I full ass wore like a full, like a, like a gray haired lady wig. Cause I That's wanted to so be good. Madam Curie. Okay. Cause like not enough people know who she is and she's a badass. She's the mother of radioactivity. She, I was like, give, give the 10 seconds. Uh, she was incredible scientist. She's figured out x-rays. She was out there on the field during wars, like x-raying soldiers up and be like, here's what's wrong. We can see inside your bones now. And you're like, what? And she's like, I'm a superhero. And they're like, well, calm down. She was like a little kooky. Like she was just super passionate about science, would full on like keep a little like radium like near her chest all the time because it was like brand new. They were like still figuring out. I was going to say that probably didn't work out for her long term. She killed herself trying to figure out like what radium was all about. And like, oops, we have a lot of stuff because of her. She's super cool. Great. And was just like, I'm going to do a number about her because she's cool. That's awesome. So it was like weird stuff like that where it's like, that's not what people think of when they're like, you're like stripping. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm dressed as like an old scientist. <laughs> like, So you get like a month, you get like two weeks. Like we how usually, do you plan yeah, that out? Have like, well, like three months or so, three to oh, four okay. months or so, of like knowing that that's what we were doing. We check in every week and be like, here are my ideas and stuff. Um, but yeah, for me, it was often like it would be pulled from like whatever theme we were doing. And I was just always listening and still listen to like, if I hear a song and I'm like, that's like an explosive song. I want to do a number to that. For me, it was always, I'm a little diva and I always wanted to be like at the end of like sure. the act or whatever. Yeah. It was like, how do I make sure no one can follow my thing? Because <laughs> I have to pick a big enough song that you're like, well, yeah. all right, fucking that's annoying. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. We don't want to go after you because like some, because another women had like a lot of like, they would do like really like sad stuff or like mm. very like serious stuff. So we had like a real like, ebb and flow of like energy throughout the show so it'd be like almost like i'm picturing with a sad song that have to do like some sort of interpretive sort of dance as opposed to the traditional like going back to what you said about everybody thinks vegas like i could never picture that in my mind with a sad song yeah well yeah it was really interesting to see everyone's different approach to 
you know, what kind of energy they want to bring up there. And there were some, I mean, I've definitely, I've cried at burlesque numbers before of just like, oh, you're really hitting on something like deep and I heavier. thought you were going to say, oh, you're really hideous. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sobbing right now. This is the worst thing Honestly, I've ever seen. Honestly, I would seen. love that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love ugly burlesque. I love people yeah? coming out with like weird shit. Like okay. I've seen some crazy stuff. There's this woman... I don't even know where it was or what it was, but I saw a clip of someone. She had like baby doll arms like attached to her body and wow. like on puppet strings. So she was like moving all these little like arms like they were udders. And it was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> like people are doing weird stuff yeah. with this. And it's just there's no other venue for that. Like even in comedy, it's that, like yeah. you get like the weird, you know, like off, you know, underground weird shit with sure. comedy. But yeah. Like, when the it's naked mixed. show. I don't know if you were doing comedy when that was like I've heard going about on. It, yeah, yeah. Would love that to was. Do it. I've seen a couple comedians direct assholes. Just you know, <laughs> it just uh, sometimes it happens, and it's like I'm. I think I'm like you. I would always rather see something weird and interesting than like tame. So it's yeah. like even if I'm not like, oh my god, that was hilarious. I still leave there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to leave people with. I love it, and that really is to me. That's like the heart of burlesque. Because, like, historically, it really came from... It's been around for, like, centuries. And it sure. was like probably well, I like, assume there's always been variations of people getting naked and dancing in front style, of other yeah. people. But like the, the style, like yeah. Burlesque specifically, it was probably, like, mid-late 1800s. And it was okay. people being like, oh, what if, like, we don't really have, like, the budget to do a full opera, but what if we do, like, a silly opera? Oh, and cool. And would take, like, the high art of, like, opera or, like, Shakespeare and stuff and be like, we're going to do, sh like, those shows, but with, like, silly, like, be very crass. And it was, like, really to, yeah. like, make fun of the upper class and be like, you guys are fucking dummies. Like, you look stupid. You're not better than us. We're going to do your fancy show, but we're going to do it with our butts out. And it's like, that's yeah. so funny. That's so yeah. cool that they were like, yeah, we're going to do it, but we're going to be, like, smashing tomatoes in each other's faces. Like, they were doing, like, just weird shit to just be like, fuck you with all your money. Yeah. Like, we're funny. And that's like, yeah, that's cool as fuck. And it just kind of developed into like oh this is its own art form now it's like we're making these like shows that were like making a mockery of like you know just like ridiculous stuff yeah yeah it feels like what you just described feels like very similar to what you'd see at like a renaissance fair it's like i don't know if you've ever been to one before have you ever been to a renaissance fair before it, okay no. i feel like you would like it it's <laughs> like it's exactly that it's just like they they put a bunch of old style buildings in a field and then like it's a bunch of shows like people you know doing these crazy act outs and acrobatics and there's like comedy shows and and stuff like that and it's all just like it they'll do like versions of like drunk shakespeare and stuff like that which like the drunk shakespeare show in new york is actually a lot of fun too but um yeah i I'm with you. I love that. Like, hey, not everything's so serious. Like, let's let's have some fun with this. Like, let's let's just jab a little bit at the people who think they're like highfalutin. Yeah, no, it's it's a great <laughs> it's a great time. It's very like, just so much variety comes out of these performances where you're just like, I would have never thought to do an alien number and just have seen like an full, alien number like, movie a like or predator whatever one has like that big ass head guy alien yeah yeah i've seen i've seen a woman <laughs> strip while and it's a huge head she had on yeah i mean just the neck strength to do that is impressive so that's the thing where it's like that's happening and like all you can talk about is the boobies like you're an idiot like that's just yeah 
it was hardly about that. Hey, don't kink shame. People, <laughs> people might really like that one. And I think like, she might have had three boobs on for that one, actually. Three boobs? That's, that's just, okay. That's really very Futurama. I like very that. Very fun, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, definitely, like, the nudity is a part of it, but it's definitely not the whole of it by any means. But it is definitely a key part of it, though. That was the thing. My folks were like, well, why can't you just do, like, weird performance art with your clothes on like right. why do you have to get all the way so naked and i was like i don't know because like that because like it's because like why are you so upset about that and like yeah. i don't want people to be so upset about that and like to see that as such like a shameful like dirty yes you know like lower class thing or something of like no like this can be like high, high art and like it is just like how we all are and that's like the fun thing about yeah like seeing a show and there's such again a variety of bodies nowadays in it and like in neo troops where like yeah everyone come do this that like you get to see so many different bodies and be like that's awesome like I look nothing like that and I'm so excited that you're willing to like share what you look like with all of us and we all get to like appreciate everything about you I was definitely hooked one of my first meetings like a bigger woman was like they had just gotten pictures back from their last show Mm. she was like hey I just like want to make a note though next time we have a photographer could we reach out and let them know to not edit us before sending the pictures to us because I want my roles like I they kind of like brushed me up and like you know that's nice that they like wanted to do that for me but like I yeah I don't do this to like cover this up like that's the whole point of this is that like I'm like taking this off and I'm like look at like what my body looks like and like you know, I'd like the raw pictures. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, that's yeah. really, really impressive. Like, I mean, there's it, there's kind of the same thing going on with, like, stripping right now. Of just, like, there's this whole the feminist movement of, like, no, no, no. This is, this is my body. And, like, I shouldn't feel shame about it. And I shouldn't, like, I should be able to do this and be a sexual object and not have, you know, people judge me for it. So it's it's, I guess I... Like I, I didn't think about it going into burlesque, but it makes a lot of sense that like the two, the two art forms would be kind of in lockstep with that. And then I'm assuming drag is like similar, a similar attitude throughout the entire thing, right? Like different art form, obviously. But I guess how much do you know about that? Do you know if they are kind of going about all this the same way and how they build their sets and like definitely all that. yeah i mean every yeah there's definitely a lot of like overlap between like the drag and the burlesque community for sure um and they've definitely yeah seen their own struggles with like a real praise of like thin white bodies and like there's mm. a lot of like you know body dysmorphia especially in drag i think a lot because like you're already okay. going through like so much of like you know you're changing yourself in so many ways to then have those added pressures of like what is like a woman supposed to look like when you're doing like female drag um and really got you know i really love anytime that i do get to get ready backstage with drag performers and drag queens like probably like last summer or so i was getting ready with this one queen who was like struggling to get her nails on she was like trying to put like big ass (laughs) fake nails on she's like i can't do it like they're not staying like i look stupid now it's like take them off like fuck that she's like but i want to look like a woman i was like I look at my nails like I'm a woman and (laughs) like that's not what my nails look like this can be whatever you want it to be and like the light that went off in her head of like oh fuck and I was like (laughs) some women have short nails like someone got dirty nails like fucking do whatever you want as like this is your drag this is your you know set this is whatever you want it to be like it doesn't have to fit into like this box so I think yeah like all of these art forms are like definitely slowly but surely making their waves of like yeah we're like I'm done with that like we're not fucking about with that I don't do corsets if I can help it okay very like traditional classic thing but like 
they, they suck. Like they're, <laughs> they're so tight. They don't look comfortable. Don't have, like... <laughs> ooh, if you're going to wear one though, don't let some girl that's like mad at you lace you up. I had a girl who was like not happy with me, <laughs> lace me up one time. And, oh my God. She was like, you're not getting out of this shit. And like really laced me in there. Looking like, like Kiera Knightley in Pirates oh of the Caribbean. God, <laughs> can't. She got me. She, you can really punish people with those. So be careful with them. But yeah, no, Yikes. it's really... It's fun to see people, yeah, do their own thing with it and really redefine like what it can all mean. It's a blast. Yeah, I. It does make sense that like something that is outwardly, it. I guess, in the past, it's interesting to me that something that was so outwardly body positive in one way was so body negative in another way, um, and like there was like a hard line between like no no you're allowed to be positive about your body but you're not. Yeah. Um, but now like that seems to be from what you've said shifting how far has that gone like are there are there men now doing burlesque are there trans people like what is that are how many are doing it now is it something that's like really catching on with especially younger people or older people or like what does that change like oh big time i think definitely i think since I've like took notice of it like in high school so it's been like 10 years now of me like watching this scene and like really being interested in it I think like right around when I started to get take notice of it was when like a lot of people started being like yeah you know what like we're getting into this like this is like I'm done waiting around for like my turn like I'm just I'm signing up so like you do just see yeah like a lot of older women a lot of bigger women a lot of trans individuals who are just mm. like yeah you know what the world's ending I'm fucking <laughs> not going to be stressed about do people like my belly like I'm we're fucking done. yeah so it's been yeah it's been really fun to watch yeah like how much it's grown and how many more people are interested in it it's definitely still very ragtag and independent which is something mm-hmm. I love about it yes. that it is very like there's no money in this there's no, no money in comedy <laughs> either so money it in comedy. blows people's mind when they're like do you get paid for this we're like no. no and they're like but do you want to get paid? I'm like, 100%, yeah. I do want to get paid. It's Would just love like, if there was just money for Your tickets money. were two for one. You paid $5 for both. What money do you think I'm getting? Who do you think is fun? <laughs> there are no grants for this stuff. No. Yeah, there's no, no. So it's very, it's very community driven. It's very just like people who just want this to stay alive, just like desperately keeping the house put together and yeah. just like you're just paying each other whatever you can and just is it getting more popular now that, now that because i feel i do feel like comedy is getting more popular because more people are taking well one the internet but then two more people are taking that attitude of like fuck it the world's ending who cares i'm just gonna like go do this or is it i don't know what how popular i'm assuming burlesque goes in waves kind of like comedy does in terms of how popular it was like do you know the historical timeline for like when it was really big and when it kind of went away or is that not really a thing with burlesque oh yeah i mean like long term i mean again like you know it was definitely like a part of like high you know like theater and stuff like that back in like way back in the day sure in like the 20s or so it started to like kind of come back to a degree where it was just like oh we want to like entertain the troops and stuff and like we want you know, <laughs> okay and you know yeah or before that i guess it was like we've all got, like, money all of a sudden like we're all excited okay. we're you know flapping around josephine baker was huge she was like the beyonce of her time oh wow and like millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for less dancer 
technically sort of she was more just like a general like showgirl okay. she's the woman that like had that banana skirt that you've seen before uh, yep. and she was like kind of like really blew up like the Charleston like okay. loopy leg dance and yeah. stuff and people were like what is this yeah right <laughs> that's just, illegal yeah I mean, like, look at all this ankle <laughs> happening like it was just she was, I like it too much so I can't just, have like, that trailblazing women like that who really kept it alive and were like we're just this is fun like we're just we're putting rhinestones and shaking around and you're going to pay us for it. So it was like, you could make money doing it then. And then, yeah, just kind of like, you know, with everything else died around, you know, like the thirties and forties. And mm-hmm. it was like, we don't have money for anything. Sure. Um, but yeah, kind of like forties became like, you know, like pinups were really big. Cause again, they were like, we got to keep the troops horny and yeah. wanting to do <laughs> jobs for us. So. We got to re- we got to remind the troops they got to kill for these bitches. What are bitches. they fighting for yeah. if not the titties? <laughs> these like, titties. All right, let's do it. So, it was, you know, your patriotic duty to get out there and keep them, keep them fighting for something. Uh, everyone so, plays a role. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then, like, definitely, like, 60s, 70s, it became more of, like, because, like, the Hayes Code kicked in, like, the 50s where, like, they were, like, oh, we have to care about families all of a sudden. Like, you can't mm. say bad words. You yeah. can't have, like, low necklines. And comedy got affected by that, too. So, yeah, big time. So, everything, yeah, like, again, went underground. And you got, like, your strip clubs. And then it was kind of like there were strip clubs and there were burlesque clubs where it was mm. like, oh, strip clubs, they're, like, fully taking stuff off. And you, like, really have to be, like, it's the seedy underbelly of society. So, if you wanted to, like, get a taste of that, you could go to a burlesque club where it's like, oh, we keep some things on. But we're really shaking around with like what we do have right. on. So that was like you're like kind of like slip into like okay, I'm not going to a strip club, gotcha. I'm going to a burlesque club. This is different. We're like, no, it's not. But <laughs> um, but then yeah, so it's just it's been it's had a real journey of just being like high art to like this is like the smut. Dread. Yeah, yeah. So who like is there anyone who's like really big right now? Like who because. People ask us all the time, like, who are your favorite comedians? And almost always we say, we say a bunch of comedians they never heard of before. So, like, but we always like, well, Chappelle's great. But, like, really, these are these are our favorite. Are there burlesque dancers that, like, I don't? I would assume if there was someone as big as Chappelle, I would know about them. But maybe I'm wrong. Like, is there sort of, like, a, a hierarchy kind of like there is in comedy? I don't know about a hierarchy, but definitely the go-to modern day right now is Dita Von Tees. Okay. Who I think if I showed you a picture, you'd probably recognize. That's very possible. She's very, she does like commercials for like perfumes, probably. I assume oh, okay. like lipstick and stuff. She's got. <laughs> she's a very like classic, pale face, thin but like hourglass body. Does all the very classic like rhinestones to you know the gods and mm. just like sitting in champagne glasses type stuff. She's definitely like the biggest name I think in like contemporary burlesque. Um, but it's definitely not terribly representative of like, that's the thing. Like people like hear Burlesque and they're like, oh, like Dee Devontees and be like, no, like that, but with no money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no money. <laughs> like, yeah. But she has money. <laughs> like she's doing some incredible shows. She tours and does like Vegas and LA and stuff. Mm. Um, here, I definitely, my biggest idol is definitely Dirty Martini. I've mentioned okay. already because she just really, again, is like a huge reason why in like the late 90s, like this all came back and she was like I listened to her do a podcast actually recently about like her experience with it and she was was explaining how she was like well I just saw a lot of drag queens and was like I want to do that and they're like well that's not what this is she's like okay I guess I'll do burlesque yeah great um so she's incredible she's super funny I would definitely recommend go watch some of her YouTube videos of her acts she has just like again just like 
classic stuff, but like wacky. Like they were just like, there's a lot of things where like, it was very like cliche act of like people be like, I'm a swan because swans are beautiful right, and right. lovely. And like, no, they're not. So Dirty <laughs> Martini was like, no, they're fucking not. So she has a swan number where like her, her own arm is a swan and starts like getting at her. And it's so funny. It's so well thought out. It's a beautiful okay. like arm piece that she has. So it's like it's pretty, but it's like ridiculous because yeah. like a fucking bird is eating her, and it's great. That's true. Swans are dicks. Swans are dicks. <laughs> Be careful about swans. They'll drown you. They'll drown your kids. Dr- yeah, I was gonna say if a swan drowned me, I think I deserved it because you deserve it, but... I was I should be able to take a swan. But yeah, small children, dogs, they're they're assholes. They're gonna get them. But <clears throat> that is wow. I guess I like I've never really thought about because everybody knows the idea of burlesque. I've just never really thought about it as like this underground, like sort of scene before. Is there like is there festivals kind of popping up? Because I feel like I feel like that style, like that 1920s style, is kind of coming back a hundred years later. Like in the electronic music scene, like um, electro swing is like getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where like. Electric Forest is dedicating an entire part of their uh, festival to Electro Swing. And it's just like, I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand. Like the the pinup model, the swing music, burlesque, like all of that. Is it is it slowly growing in that way or are you like... Oh, big time, yeah. Okay. I'm really hoping that, yeah. I mean, it's like kind of like a silly vibe that like everyone's hyped about. Like Gatsby, like that movie yeah. hit again. Everyone's like, we're throwing Gatsby parties all the time, oh, yeah. which I'm like, okay, but it really People benefits. People love like old school, like murder mystery People parties or whatever. Yeah. And like, I want to roll my eyes. And I'm like, I do love it too. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's fun. It's a fun aesthetic. Yeah. So no, I really, I hope that that steam doesn't die out. Cause it's definitely, yeah, definitely been benefiting, you know, the clubs and like everything here if people like want to have and especially I think that again the pandemic I think just really made people much more conscious of like how valuable a live experience is sure. and how you know fleeting you know like those high energy moments can be and just like I think people are really thirsty to go out and have like that wild extravagant night and burlesque definitely de- you know delivers on that where it's like you're gonna come away with like something to talk about on Monday for sure like you're gonna have you know an incredible fun birthday or bachelorette or whatever it is for sure there we go if that wasn't a good pitch i don't know i don't know what is um awesome did i miss anything is there anything that you wanted to talk about that i didn't uh didn't touch on i don't know would you ever consider doing burlesque I don't think I'd ever do it. I think I I get my creative energy out uh, on stage. I'm also not a very like physical person. I don't, I don't think I'm like, you know, not a great dancer. Because that's my thing is like people will be like, I don't know how you do it, and I'm like, I don't know. I would, I would go to a show. I think about it in the like in the same way that like some people are athletic, some people just aren't athletic. It's just like some people can dance, and some people just like something's. Somewhat, your brain is wired differently. Your muscles are wired differently, and it's just like, nah, I don't think I could pull off uh, burlesque. But uh, well, awesome. This was a ton of fun. How about this? How about um, say those two names again that people should go look up, and oh. then say where you're going to be at. Like you've got your show at the Pair and Instagram, whatever. Um, and then yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, again, I mean, you know, people know Dita Vontis. 
you know, I don't know. Look her up if you want. Okay. She's got enough money. <laughs> Go look up Dirty Martini. She's incredible. She performs all around New York. She's really wonderful. Go check out a show at like the Slipper Room. House of Yes is an incredible. I've heard good things about Club House slash of yes. dance. Beautiful. There's a lot of things that go on at House of Yes. It's a church of art and drag <laughs> yeah. and dance, and it's wonderful. Yep. Go check out the House of Yes. They have an incredible show every single night. It's something different. Um, yeah, I don't know. Barshall and Folly, Susan Barsh runs a cool show that I don't know if it's still happening or not, but if it's happening somewhere, look it up because that's you've got people like doing opera while pole dancing type stuff. Oh, wow. Very, okay. very fun. It's it's a whole world. Just Google burlesque in your town. They've got it. Whatever <laughs> small it town out. you're from, I promise they have a burlesque troupe. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's growing. You're going to recognize cool everyone from church, but they're there. They're there. <laughs> they're getting their lives. And it's great. <laughs> so what's your what's your Instagram? One of your shows? I am. Ooh, okay. Wait. This is the part where I don't know which Instagram to say. Because I have. Oh. That's the whole thing. Is like I've, Let's go with both. Go with both? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'll put them both in the show notes, unless you don't want me to. That's the thing. I'm still deciding. Because okay. like, with like comedy, <laughs> I made a whole new Instagram. Because I was like, I don't. Because I use like a fake name. Because that was the whole thing in Athens. Was like It was a small troop and it's a small town. And she mm. was like, you have to use a different name. You got to have a wig and you got to have eyelashes on every time you're doing a show. Mm. Don't show up with your hair. Because people are going to come to your work the next day and be like, you're right. that girl. Yeah, and like, yeah, we yeah. just don't want people following you home. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she got me very in my head about like the safety of it. Okay. And like how, and like, again, like, like I said, it's kind of like a superhero thing of like you put on your sure. hair and like you've got this different name. So I haven't, I don't know. All right, so let's do the comedy one. If you want me to put the other one in the show notes, then I will. You guys could check there. Okay. Um, But yeah, your comedy one is just. uh, Comedy one is Pilar Har Har. It's P-I-L-A-R-H-A-R-H-A-R. Easy. I'll put it in there. And then your shows are every Thursday and Friday at 6 p.m. Yes. At the Grizzly Pair with uh, Graham Cooper, who's done this podcast three times. Um, So yeah, come. I've also done the show a couple times. It's super fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, Friday six o'clock. People are like just starting to drink. Kick your night it's a good off. time. Happy hours going. Yeah, it's good yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing this. Was yeah. a lot of fun. I feel like I learned like so much this episode. Yeah, I can so. yeah, talk forever about this shit. Go see some boobies. It's the best thing. You won't regret it. It's the best time. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. All right. I'll talk soon. <laughs>